8 Nisan, Ches Nisan, Tzadik, His Praise, 232. The Rebbe said, I actually begged and prayed that God should send me temptations. I was very confident that I would not rebel against God as long as I did not lose my mind. For how can a person sin and disobey God unless he is literally insane? With just a little sense, all temptations can be overcome. 233. The Rebbe said, If the rabbis had not explicitly said it is forbidden to say an arrow in Satan's eye, Kedushin 30a, I would say it. I simply cannot understand the stories we are told about the sages of the Talmud who found sexual desire a very hard and burdensome thing to deal with. For me, it is nothing, nothing at all. I find it no temptation at all. There must certainly be some secret behind what we find in the Torah about this desire being a trial. For the truth is, it isn't a trial at all. If a person knows a little of the greatness of the Creator, as we find in the Psalms, for I know that God is great, Psalms 135.5, I know specifically, this cannot be considered a trial at all. For me, there is no difference between a man and a woman. I look at this desire just as I'm looking at you. I had innumerable opportunities, but it isn't a trial at all. But at the time when it was a trial for him, he too had many temptations. 234. The Rebbe boasted that he had succeeded in absolutely annihilating all his physical desires and bad character traits. He said that there are tzaddikim who have broken their desires, yet are still left with a faint trace of them. It is the same as with tanning leather. The leather may have been worked and worked, but there is still a trace of an unpleasant smell. Even though these tzaddikim have broken their desires... The desires still cling to them, however slightly. Leather has to be worked so thoroughly that it is completely transformed from its original state. It is the same with the body. We have to cleanse the body of its desires completely. It must be so pure that we can literally turn it this way and that and see that there is not the slightest trace of physical desire or evil traits. Any trace of a bad odor must have disappeared completely. The Rebbe himself had completely separated himself from physical desire and evil characteristics. He was left without the slightest trace of them. He achieved this in his youth before attaining the profound heights of perception he was to rise to later on, and long before his visit to the Holy Land. Later on, he went from level to level, from one height to the next, until he attained a level so exalted that it is impossible to describe it Nachman's wisdom, His wisdom, 96. Yet another benefit comes from such strife. Before a tzaddik can rise from one level to the next, he is tested. See Shemot Rabbah 2.3. Those who can advance are called those who have the power to stand in the king's palace. Daniel 1.4. See his wisdom number 105. The king's palace is the mouth of a tzaddik. Palace is Heichal. Turn the letters into numbers and the gematria gives you God's name. Adonai. The name Adonai is associated with Malchut, the divine attribute of royalty, or kingship. See Share Ora 1, Pardis Ramonim 20, 13. Malchut is the mouth of the transcendental form. As we are taught, royalty is the mouth. Dikuni Zohar, Introduction 17a. Therefore, the king's palace is the mouth of a tzaddik. When one tzaddik opposes another, it is a test to see if the latter can stand in the king's palace. One tzaddik is tested to determine if he can withstand the mouth of his counterpart. When he withstands this test, he is elevated to the next level. Thus, 
The dispute is for his benefit. 97. Good tidings can allow you to say psalms. 98. When you say the psalms, it is as great as if King David himself were saying them. King David wrote the psalms with divine inspiration, Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Breath, see Likutei Maharan 1, 156. The Holy Breath is still in the words of the psalms. When you recite the psalms, your own breath arouses the Holy Breath in these words. Thus, when you say the psalms, it is as if King David himself were chanting book. Conflict and Strife, B, 1. Those who talk against the tzaddik bring to increased interest in heretical philosophy in the world. The inverse is also true, as speaking positively of the tzaddik decreases the study of heretical philosophy. 2. There are certain well-known people whose fame comes mainly as a result of conflict and dispute. 3. A person involved in disputes succumbs to immoral desires. 4. Whoever defends his faith against many people who argue against him, countering them with convincing arguments, will because of this be worthy of many children. His progeny will fill the world. 5. One who is always scrutinizing the leaders of his generation and examining their behavior with an eye to finding fault will suffer from hunger. Not a hunger for food, Amos 8.11, but the hunger of the future, a hunger for the word of God. Thus, the Hebrew word for hunger, ra'av, is formed by placing an ayin, which also means I, between the letters resh bet, rav, rabbi, or leader. Lesson number 60, 10. When a person is involved in awakening others from their sleep, he must protect himself from unworthy students, so that their evil does not harm him. Even so, it is impossible for a human being to protect himself from being heard by students who are not worthy. Therefore, such a person's study with his students must be as if he made his companion and as if he made the words of Torah. As our sages of blessed memory said, Sanhedrin 99b, see more in this lesson in Lakute Maran. Then God protects him so that his words will not be inscribed upon the memory of the unworthy student, and such a student will forget what he heard. 11. The trustees, bitchone, of the generation are associated with the reproductive organs. Therefore, the kidneys, which are organs associated with reproduction, are called bituchot, since all procreation and all other forms of influx of bounty are elicited through bitachon, trust. Accordingly, through hearing and studying the holy stories of the great tzaddikim, who awaken people from their sleep, whereupon these people begin to speak before God with great strength and honesty, until this strength comes to the reproductive organs, holy trust is thereby strengthened, children are granted to barren women, and a person merits all the spiritual rectifications in stories, the exchanged children. The explanation of the story is like the throne the king made. The main knowledge lies in understanding how to arrange each thing. So too, one who knows the sacred texts and has an unblemished heart will be able to understand the explanation. However, one must know how to arrange the components well, since sometimes they are given one name and sometimes another. The same is true of the other aspects of the story. Sometimes a character in the story is given one name and sometimes another. This is true of all of the story's components. Happy is he who is worthy of understanding these concepts correctly. Blessed be God forever. Amen and Amen. All these are the words of our Holy Rebbe. May he rest in peace. May the memory of a tzaddik be a blessing. Rebbe Nussin's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 132. 
with Thanks to God, Wednesday night, Shemini, 5594. Greetings to my dear, beloved son, Rabbi Yitzchak. May his light shine. What can I tell you, my dear son? My soul was literally wasting away. So great was my pain all the days I was on the road, because I had no letter from you. I simply could not stop thinking about it, except when I was involved in some devotion, and I forced myself to remove everything from my mind. Afterwards, though, every time, my mind could, just could not relax due to my great distress, and it flustered me terribly through all the suffering and troubles that I went through during all these days. What can I say? How you cheered me when I found the letter that you did so well to write, waiting there for me in Uman. With God's help, my mouth will be filled with His praise that He has helped us to this point. In addition, I received a letter from you here yesterday, and today as well, through a carrier. I haven't time to respond to them, though. And besides, God willing, you will soon be at my house, where face to face we will speak all that God places in our mouths. Now fortify yourself, and bring yourself to joy mightily, because God is with us. Do not be afraid. Thank God I brought a kosher and carefully inspected Torah scroll with me, the like of which is not to be found within a hundred parsangs, four hundred miles, of here. The script is unbelievable. I also brought a decorative Torah crown with other splendid ornaments, a complete Talmud, and an Ein Yaakov, the moral guidance and stories from the Talmud. It was all through God's salvation and awesome miracles. The poor man called out and God heard him. Thus far has his mercy helped us and he will never abandon us. If our mouths were filled with song, we would still be unable sufficiently to thank him. The words of your father, waiting to see you in joy and to wholeheartedly make the blessing who sustained us with God's help. Nussin of Breslau. Nussin's letters, year two. Letter number 371. With God's help, Thursday night, Erev Shabbat Vayeshev, 5602, Uman. My dear beloved son, I received two letters from you just now before the evening prayers. I was pleased to learn that you received my letter through Reb Shin B. May he live. As I could not bear the way you were crying out in your letters to receive a letter from me. But until now, I did not know whether or not you had received it. Blessed is the merciful one who has helped us thus far, that we merited to live to this coming holy Hanukkah. I trust in him that I will merit to light the candle of Hanukkah at its proper time, so as to publicize the miracle and to make known that the Lord is God, and that He has chosen His people Israel with love, doing wondrous miracles with us in every generation. Even now, His affection is still upon us. In our enslavement, our God has not abandoned us, and He sends us awesome kindnesses in these generations as well. But it is impossible to write much about this. As of now, I have decided to stay here in Uman for this coming Shabbat Hanukkah, and most likely I will not move from here before that either. Even to think about what I must do during the time of the gathering is tremendously difficult and burdensome for me. Reb Nassim would say Torah and advise his followers. It is impossible to explain and I cannot talk about it now. Our friend Reb Ephraim, may his light shine, from Kermenshug, wrote here before last Shabbat Vayishlach that if he were to know for certain that I would be here for Shabbat Hanukkah, he himself would come, as well as those of our comrades in Kermenshug, Cherin, and Medvedevka. I did not answer him then, but his father, our friend Reb Naftali, may his light shine, wrote him through the post last Friday, saying that with God's help I would be remaining here. Beyond this, I have no idea what to write you, my dear son. God is great and very exalted. He created the world and everything in it for man, all so that he would have free will. 
Therefore, the power of free will is extremely wondrous and great, and we have absolutely no idea of what is taking place in the world. This alone we know clearly, and we must review it again and again. All is vanity. Happy are those who sit in your house. Happy are they who go in simplicity, who walk in the Torah of the Lord. And happy is the man who has you as his strength. It is not for nothing, God forbid, that we say three times every day, Psalms 145, Ashrei, fortunate are they who sit in your house. Ashrei is right. And we too in our poverty in this destitute generation are also among them because we enter the synagogues and study halls every day. We can say Ashrenu even more so because we have the additional point in our favor that we know that there is no good in the world except when a person merits to sit in God's house. This is Psalms 1.1 Ashrei, happy is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Rashi comments, the good fortune of a man is that he does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, for there is no other genuine happiness Osher, in the world. B'nai David, Daniel, Shafatia, Yitra'am, Shima, Shovav, Natan, Shlomo, Yivchar, Elishama, Elifalet, Noga, Nefeg, Yafia, Elishama, Eliada, Elifelet, Batsheva, mother of Shlomo HaMelech, Malchei Beit David, Asa, Yehoshaphat, Yehoash, Uziyahu, Yotam, Yechizkiyahu, Yoshiyahu, Tzidkiyahu. B'nei Yechania, Asir, She'altiel, Malkiram, Fedaya, Shenatsar, Yekamya, Hoshama, Nedavia, Uvnei Fedaya, Zerubavel, Shimi, Ben Zerubavel, Meshulam, Chananya, Shlomit Achotam, Chashuva, Ohel, Berechia, Chasadia, Yushav Chesed, Pelatia, Yishaya, Raphaya, Arnan, Ovadia, Shechania, Shemaya, Chatush, Yigal, Variach, Naaria, Shafat, Elioenai, Chizkia, Azrikam, Hodavyahu, Eliashiv, Felaya, Akuv, Yochanan, Delaya, Ribnusson's Prayers, 1, Prayer number 108-84, To be like Abraham, Master of the world, for the sake of your name, Help me live a long life filled with holiness and purity, filled in particular with holy thoughts. Help me emulate Abraham, our patriarch, the man of kindness, by being kind and generous with my money, using it to help people in need. May I not be angry or stingy, two traits that blur a person's mind. Instead, help me be good, kind, and generous until I am absorbed into the right side, the trait of Abraham, the man of kindness. As a result, may my mind be as white as silver, meaning to say, pure, clear, and lucid. May I live a long life filled with holiness. May I contemplate your Torah at every moment and not indulge in any external foreign thoughts. Help me quickly expel the snakes and scorpions, which is to say, all types of confusion and foreign thoughts that lay siege to a person's mind every day. May I break all of the boundaries, iron walls, and curtains that conceal the good hidden within every day, and that do not allow an unworthy person to approach that hidden good. Pure thoughts of Torah. Do not treat me in keeping with my transgressions, but only in accordance with your kindness. Help me attain the goodness that is hidden within every day. May my inclination to do evil not separate me from that goodness. Give me the strength and firmness of heart to contemplate and study your holy Torah with proper thoughts and yearning for true goodness. May I never allow any foreign or external thoughts or confusions to enter my mind. 
May I be strong in my mind and think only of your holy Torah. Arouse your compassion on my behalf and command the gates of wisdom to open for me so that I will gain true insights into your holy Torah every day from the goodness that is hidden within that day. As a result of these Torah insights, may I come close to you in truth, now and forever. May every day of my life be lengthened and enhanced with great holiness and purity. And may I live a good, true life, both in this world and in the world to come. I will satisfy him with length of days and show him my salvation. My commandments will give you added length of days and years of life and peace. Your days will be increased in me, and you will gain years of life. Length of days is in her right hand. In her left hand, wealth and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all of her paths are peace. She is a tree of life for those who grasp her, and those who support her are happy. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable before you, Hashem, my Rock and my Redeemer. Amen. 1. Prayer number 109-91 All of your commandments are faithful. When falsehood pursues me, help me, Hashem. Faithful God, for the sake of your name, help me constantly rise to higher levels of faith. As I do so, may I understand matters that I had not previously understood, at which time I needed to strengthen myself with faith alone. As for higher and more hidden matters that I do not yet comprehend, may I believe in them with holy faith until I come to understand them as well. May I finally reach the acme of faith and holy mindfulness when I come to recognize you. May I know all that it is possible for human intellect to understand, as well as that which the mind cannot understand. May I attain ultimate faith in accordance with your will and the will of your true tzaddikim, who attained the highest levels of faith and knowledge. May I attain a faith so perfect and strong that it spreads throughout my limbs. Blemishes in our faith. Master of the world, grant me complete faith. You know the challenges that the entire world is experiencing in regard to faith, which is the foundation of everything. In particular, the holy Jewish people are experiencing such challenges. The Jewish people are all believers and children of believers. However, there are tens of thousands of levels of faith. At present, all of the troubles and exiles that the Jewish people are experiencing result from a blemish in their faith, which is the foundation of the entire Torah, as you reveal to us through your holy sages. In particular, at present, you have sent forth your wrath so that a number of evil anti-Jewish decrees have been passed into law, including the conscription of young Jews who are sent into battle. We are broken and our wounds fester. What has happened to us? Who will stand at our side at this troubled and bitter time? To where will we flee for help? And now we hear that even harsher decrees against the Jewish religion are being contemplated. All of these troubles have resulted from a blemish in our faith. What can we do to rectify this, particularly myself? For I have sinned against you so much. Certainly this is all a result of a flaw in faith, which is the foundation of the entire Torah. Sin and a lack of faith are dependent on each other. Because we have sinned so much, our faith is not whole. And because of our lack of faith, we have sinned. How do we begin to rectify this? 